1: NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. So I had a thought about work hikes this morning. Oh, okay. I was thinking since you and I are not living in the same place, we're not really going to be able to do our work hikes together, but could we both hike at the same time and talk on the phone and still get our hikes in?
0: Like just with earbuds? Yeah. I don't see why not. It's like, it's like a remote work hike. Yes,
1: a remote work hike. That, that could be our new thing.
0: I love it. Hi, and
1: welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Liz Kraft, a TV writer and producer
0: living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner, Sarah. That's me, Sarah Fain. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the five things we want to be known for. And we're also going to amplify a web series written and directed by Fantasy Island Season 1 writer, Mary Angelica Molina. This week's Hollywood Hack is for all of you who use
1: online shopping to cope with anxiety. And finally, this week, we
0: have a celebrity sighting. Yay! Celebrity sightings (laughs) are back. I can't believe it. Okay, before we dive in and get into the treadmill desks of... We wanted to read a letter from a listener about a super important topic, the deal IATSE is currently trying to negotiate with the AMPTP. Okay, so if you don't know, IATSE stands for the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. It's an alliance of many unions, like 300 plus unions, that cover work in television and film. It's over 150,000 people, grips, craft service, props, costumes, production design, set deck, All of these different editors, editors, we love editors, (laughs) all of these different people are included in IATSE. Yeah,
1: and so just the way, you know, the WGA has to make their deal every three years, IATSE has to make a new deal, and they are trying to improve their work conditions, which are very, very rough. I mean, yeah. There's extremely long days, no real security. I mean, there are many, many
0: issues. Pay is not what it should be. People literally cannot have enough time in their day to sleep, rest, see their families. So um, anyway, we got
1: this letter we wanted to read and then talk about it a little more. This is from Carol. Carol. She says, Hi, Liz and Sarah. I'm a below the line worker and have been working in the industry for 20 years. I just listened to your episode when you mentioned the women's soccer team struggle for equity, and I'm hoping you can express your support for union workers in your own field, asking for fair wages, rest periods, and work hours, contribution to our retirement and health care funds, and more. If you are in the WGA, you receive these benefits already. Please take a moment to express solidarity with the union workers who labor on sets day and night to make showrunners' visions a reality. Thank you. And she is an editor
0: in the Local 700. So thank you for that letter. Yes, this is us expressing our official solidarity. We absolutely stand with IATSEE. You know, unions are just so important. They protect people. They Our union protects us, and IATSE is protecting all of the film and TV workers who create the shows that we all watch and love. So if you want to hear more personal accounts from members of IATSE, there's a really great Instagram account called IA Stories. It's IA underscore stories. It's definitely worth your time to go and check out their Instagram account. And we will keep everyone posted um, on how this develops. Yes.
1: Also, Sarah, we have to remind everyone every episode, please watch Fantasy Island on Hulu and Fox.com. It is available. If you haven't watched it yet, please do so.
0: And we're hearing from a lot of people who are finding it and binging it And we're getting so many letters from people still, which is so nice. Which we appreciate. Yes, we do. Okay, it's time for From the Treadmill Desks Of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. Today, it's a question from digital marketing expert Crystal Ellefson. So we've known Crystal for a long time. She's worked with Gretchen for years. And she's amazing in many ways. But because she's a poet, she brings this poet sensibility to her consulting work
1: Yeah, so Sarah, in episode 345 of Happier, Gretchen and I talked to Crystal about this question, what five things do you want to be known for Mm -hmm. And as we were talking, I said, Sarah and I have to do this exercise. This is such (laughs) a great exercise. Because, you know, what Crystal does is she helps people engage with their audience. That's what she does. And what I love about this question is it can apply to social media, which is very much how Crystal is asking people, what do you want to be known for? And put that toward your social media But as we were talking, you know, it can also be applied to your work, to how you want to be known as a friend or a mother or a partner. And Sarah, surprisingly, you and I have never actually boiled this down.
0: I know. It's interesting. I feel like we are so um, self-reflective in so many ways, but we have never talked about what do we, as a writing team, as a team of showrunners, what do we want to be known for?
1: Yeah. So we took a little time and we had that discussion <laughs> and we came up with the five things we want to be known for. And I mean, it, it could change over time, but um, this is where we are now. So the first thing being that we are writers, we want to be known for writing great characters, especially great female characters.
0: Yes. I mean, there's a reason we put it number one. Yes, that is for sure our primary goal. It's funny because at the end of this list, when we came up with all five, you were like, it's weird how few of them have to do with writing. Yeah. (laughs) I think, you know, like for being brilliant writers, but I think this one is the most important one and it encompasses other areas of writing also because great female characters have to have wonderful things to do and be yes. layered. And, you know, it's it's the whole big picture of writing summed up as writing really awesome female characters. Yes.
1: And then number two has to do with the podcast because we're writers and podcasters. And this is kind of what we are trying to do with the podcast, which we boiled down to being mentors at large for people coming <laughs> up in the business. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> I think a lot of our, for well, for our entire career, we had really good mentors starting out, and we have tried to, like, be the people who, if someone from kansas city has a nephew who's moving to la and wants to go to lunch you know we'll be like sure we'll go to lunch um there have been a lot of lunches and a lot of coffees but there's only so much of that you can do and we definitely see the podcast as being a way to reach more people to hopefully help them make fewer mistakes than we've made
1: (laughs) Yes. And it's funny because before we did the podcast, we sort of always felt like we have all these things we want to say because we have very strong opinions about how things should and shouldn't be done. And so uh, the podcast gives us the opportunity to share those opinions. And hopefully, as you said, it helps others um, have an easier time sometimes than we did.
0: Yes. And then number three, the number three thing that we want to be known for is being good leaders. This is really big for us. I mean, and there are so many elements of being good leaders. Yes. For us, one of the big ones is just being respectful of other people's time. Like this is an industry where people can work and it's often expected that you work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And we just don't want that for the people that we work with because we've had it and it's really crappy.
1: And we also, I think part of being a good leader is respecting the work people do. You know, there is a lot of bad behavior, surprise to no one, in Hollywood. (laughs) A lot of throwing people under the bus, a lot of taking credit for (laughs) other people's work. Yes, a lot of throwing (laughs) of cell phones. And salads. Yes, which we have witnessed. And so, and chairs. And chairs. (laughs) God. So we really try not to throw people under the bus. Or throw chairs. Or throw chair. I've (laughs) never thrown a chair, I'm happy to report. (laughs) Because it means a lot to people. You know, our thing is part of being a good leader is having, hopefully when you're on a show, everyone feels invested in the show. Everyone should feel like it's their show. Yeah. um, In an ideal world.
0: And everyone should feel like they have a real opportunity to succeed. You know, we always say if other people have better ideas than us, that's awesome. Yes. Like, I really want people to do an amazing job and feel that they're in an environment where they can do an amazing job.
1: Yes. Now, one thing that's interesting is I think it's much easier for us to be a good leader with writers than it is on the production side, simply yeah. because we're more comfortable with writers. That's like our whole world. And I, th- I feel like I'm still very much learning to be a good leader on the production side, personally. Right.
0: Yeah, I think that's true, but I, and I think part of that is that there are built in leaders on the production side. Right. So we're just not as directly connected there. Right. There are line producers. There are a lot of upper level people. Yes. On the production side who fill that role. And what we try to do is find people for that role who are going to be good leaders.
1: Yes. One thing we can really do is to support those leaders, you know, is right. how we can be good leaders. So anyway, always room for improvement on all of these. Number four, we want to be known for being on budget. That is very important to us. It really
0: is. I think it's part of our rule follower, yes. um, our obliger. Midwestern, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from, I mean, literally the first show we ran. It's a lot of showrunners, we should say, do not care about the budget. They just want to kind of, no, I want this crazy special effect. And I get that. You really want your show to be amazing. We just tend to feel like the show can be amazing and you can be on budget.
1: Yes. And then the fifth thing we want to be known for is being responsive. Yes sort of goes along with the idea that a lot of our job is to take criticism, which we've discussed many times on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, and this is responsive to writers in the room who bring up issues with story. We don't want to be dismissive of other people's opinions ever and being responsive <laughs> To the many forms of criticism we get from studios and networks. Yes. We don't want to be the people who don't take the note. We want to take the note in some fashion or talk it through so that we can come to some other agreement. Yes.
1: So that is our shared list. Now Sarah, you and I should also probably come up
0: with individual lists for ourselves. I know. Well, and there's also the professional lists and the personal lists. It's like Yes. The, it's a it's a much bigger topic that Crystal has brought up here. I feel like it's I a know. challenge. <laughs> it is. I know. I want to come up with our personal lists because Oy. that's
1: interesting because I feel like our personal lists are probably different somewhat. I know. Yeah. We should do them and compare. Okay, so we love to leave listeners with an action item. So here's your action item. Look at your social media profile and see what it
0: says about you. Make sure it reflects your five things. Yes, and I have to say, I did this and I need to make some adjustments. So
1: that's a good exercise then. This is an action item me. It's causing, it's causing for me. action. <laughs> yes. So thanks, Crystal. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Crystal. And we will link to Crystal's website in the show notes. It's consultingforauthors.com.
0: And she is truly gifted in this area. Okay. Next up, we get to amplify someone we actually know. This is so exciting. But first, this break. So one of the advantages of COVID, one of the few advantages but this was one, was that we could hire writers who don't live in LA. So we hired this wonderful writer Mary Angelica Molina. She zoomed in from Brooklyn. Every day. So she was in a completely different time zone. And then she came to Puerto Rico. So we did get to meet her in person, which was very nice. She wasn't just a face in a box the entire time.
1: And Mary has made a web series that is so charming and delightful. Uh, We wanted to amplify it for everybody. Here's a description. It's called Dichos. Dichos is a series of short, fake documentaries about Latin American expressions. Because a saying in any language never has a literal translation in another, the episodes present tall tales that describe their spirit and essence. So it's a series of short films and, you know, in the film, someone will say an expression and their friends will be like, what the hell does that mean? And then they'll explain it in a very entertaining, funny way. And it's it's beautifully shot. It looks great. The acting is great. Um, I think it's shot in Brooklyn and maybe Manhattan Um, and just really entertaining and well done.
0: Yeah, it made me laugh. And it's interesting because I think Mary is the narrator. Yes. So just hearing her voice is so great. Yes. And it's just delightful. It was, it was a really uplifting fun experience to watch them
1: yes and unifying you know bringing people together cultures together and Sarah another thing I love about it is that it's a great example of not waiting for permission to make something but just doing it and like Mary is that person she's like I want to do this I'm finding a way I'm doing it she doesn't wait for a green light she green lights herself Yes. And Jenna Fisher <laughs> talked about that when we talked to her about her amazing book. So go online, watch Dichos. It's at dichosdichos.com. And of course, we'll link to it in the show notes.
0: Okay, Liz, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack. This is straight from you, and I am trying to embrace it. Oh, it's good. So good. If you feel the need to buy something, buy a Christmas gift. So tell our listeners about this.
1: Yeah, so Sarah, I lately I have been feeling restless. I think it's, you know, waiting to see if our show gets picked up. Um, I can't imagine what else, you know. <laughs> can't imagine what could be causing this. Yes. So I have been doing a lot of online browsing/slash shopping. So I want to buy things. I have this urge, but I don't <laughs> want to buy myself a bunch of unnecessary stuff. Yes. I am not one to want to do that. I don't want to do it on various levels. I don't want to spend the money. I don't want it's bad for the environment, you know, etc. However, sometimes I get an irresistible urge to buy something. And when this happens, I have been getting Christmas presents. So I've already done a fair amount of Christmas shopping. Um, I actually, Sarah, bought my first Christmas gifts when we were in Puerto Rico. Wow. So this has been going on for a while. Yes. I've been doing this (laughs) since we were in Puerto Rico.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I love nothing more than online shopping. And I've been trying very hard not to do it. Like, it was great because Violet needed school clothes because she's not wearing uniforms. Yes, But now she has school clothes. right? So I'm like, wow, you know, this is so perfect. And I'm usually also a, an advanced buyer for Christmas, but I haven't been this year. Mm. So for me, this reminder is is huge, 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 especially obviously for people who do their holiday shopping last minute, which is a huge portion of the population. Like a a lot of people do this, you know, start holiday shopping at Thanksgiving. So starting now to relieve some of my anxiety, I will definitely be doing that starting today. Yes. As soon as we get off this podcast recording, probably. What I like about it is that, yeah, it relieves my need to buy now and
1: also it relieves future stress that I will have yes. like December 20th. So it works on many levels. I love this. Also, Sarah, just side note, you know, I'm a big fan of personalized gifts, like getting things monogrammed or someone's name or getting something made. And it's important to order those early. So start shopping for personalized gifts now. Okay. All right. Coming up, Sarah had a celebrity sighting finally after all this time. Very exciting. First, this break. Okay, Sarah, it is time to bring back our celebrity sighting segment. You had a bona fide celebrity sighting
0: in Ojai. In Ojai, I'm not even in L.A., and I had one. So I was driving to go to one of my new hikes that I go on when I drop Violet off for school, and I saw Jason Siegel walking into town, and I've seen him here in Ojai before. He, if you don't know who he is, he's starred in How I Met Your Mother. He's also a writer and director. He wrote and directed for Getting Sarah Marshall, which she was also in. He's kind of wonderful and hilarious and great, and so I was like, oh, here I am. I'm just driving around my little town and I'm having a celebrity sighting. What's funny, Sarah, is when you texted me, you saw him. I was like, that is
1: so Ojai because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Certain celebrities are just known for living in Ojai. Like yeah. <laughs> Jason Segel is one of them. Reese Witherspoon lived in Ojai forever. I don't yeah. know if she still does. So it's just so Ojai that you saw Jason Segel like walking to town. I know. It was great now when you're like at a dinner party with jason siegel then we'll know you've really moved to Ohio. okay
0: oh boy that seems ambitious (laughs) i just want to go to a dinner party at all just any dinner party (laughs) with anybody (laughs) yeah and that is
1: it for this episode of happier in hollywood we love to hear from you email us or send us a voice memo to happier in hollywood at gmail.com thanks for listening and please follow
0: us if you don't already Thanks to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed. Thanks to everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. And thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen
1: Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and Do the Thing from Whole30's Melissa Urban. And check out the newest Onward Project podcast, Everything
0: Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at S. fain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fane. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz talking about green lighting yourself made me think about uh, Parks and Rec and the the treat yourself thing from that show which yes. I love. Treat oh, yourself. I miss that show. Green, green Light Light yourself. yourself.
1: <laughs> from the onward project.